Hello, everyone. Happy January. Happy 2023. Welcome back to the Girl Gods Got You podcast show. My name is Isabel Rothy, the host of the show. And the purpose of this podcast is to remind girls of all ages that God's got them no matter what. In this podcast, we talk about advice, we talk about real stories, we talk about what's going on in my life, and hopefully it's relatable to everyone listening to feel like we all have common ground to talk about the good parts of life and the bad parts of life and how God is with us no matter what. And one of my biggest intentions for this new year with this podcast is for this show to have episodes that has content that's encouraging to women and that is uplifting and that could be something that's encouraging to listen to when things are good or bad. Today we're going to be talking about anxiousness, anxiety, nervousness, worries, whatever you want to call it. And I have my whole life kind of struggled with this in different ways like many of us do. And one thing that helped me so much to kind of take my mind off a lot of my worries was by listening to a lot of different podcasts and a lot of podcasts really helped me take my mind off different things that were making me anxious or things I was worrying about and help me get out of my overthinking intrusive thoughts and think about more encouraging happy things and so that is one of the goals for this podcast this year for anyone out there who wants to take a break from the things they're worrying about and listen to something that's happy or fun or educational or uplifting. I want this podcast to be there for you guys because that helped me a lot in my personal journey. And so thank you so much for coming back here. As I'm recording this, it is January 22nd, 2023. I can't believe it's already 2023. And I started this podcast in December 2019. So it's been a while, uh, but I got back from my honeymoon about two weeks ago. I'm married. My last name is now Isabel Rothy. It is no longer Isabel Clausen, and we'll be talking a little bit more about the wedding and some life updates here in a moment. But now that I'm back to real life, now that we're back on the work schedule and now here for the Girl Gods Got You podcast schedule, I wanted to share an update that we'll be posting a podcast episode every Tuesday. So please check in to the podcast every Tuesday for a new episode. But just like in previous podcasts, we're going to have a lot of the same sections that we had before. We're going to be having the verse of the week. We're going to have the quote of the week we're going to have the god's got you moment of week and then the episode content now if there's any other sections that you want me to chat about and have in the intro every week please let me know you can email me at girlgodsgotyou at gmail.com and any episode suggestions you have for this year and the new year in 2023 please send them my way you can either send them to that email address or dm me on instagram my Instagram handle is girl.godsgotyou and you could send me any of those episode suggestions my way. And we're also going to be doing a lot of question boxes this year to get some of your guys' insights, to hear some of your advice, uh, any favorite quotes, any verses. We're going to have a lot of different questions we'll ask this year on the Instagram. So please take a look out for that. But enough with the housekeeping items. Let's dive into some of those intro topics. And so Actually, before I dive into those, I want to share a little bit about the topic of the week. And so this topic is an episode that one of my cousins requested. She wanted me to make a specific episode about this topic. And it's what to do when you're feeling anxious. And so I tagged the title of this episode as three things to remind yourself when you're feeling anxious. To have these three different 
things to think about when you're in that moment of anxiousness or spiraling or when you're starting to feel like you're going to have an anxious day or week. Just a few things to remind yourself. Um, Of course, I'm not a psychologist and I did not go to school for psychology or anything like that. But just in my experience and in my history and talking to friends and family about this topic, these are three three things that I think are really helpful. And if there's one message to take away from this episode, it's this. God will provide you peace. He will no matter what. And sometimes when we're feeling anxious or worried, we never think that we're going to feel okay again. We never think that we're going to get out of this hard difficulty or get over this struggle. When we're in the thick of it, sometimes it feels like we'll never get better. But I promise you and assure you that God will provide you peace. You just need to trust him and depend on him and surrender it to him. And I've over my life gone through a couple of different periods of feeling anxious and worried. Like I said, we all have those moments. And looking at where I have been and where I'm at now, I have so much more peace. Of course, there's things I go through every day and things I have to remind myself every day. But let me tell you, if you're going through something now, it will get better. I promise you of that. God will provide you that peace. And so without further ado, let's dive into the verse of the week. I actually have two. And they were the two verses that we had at Aaron and I's wedding. We had little Bible verse cards on our tables for the guests as well as on the head table. And I picked out a Bible verse and he picked it out and then I got them printed out and then they were put on all the tables. It was kind of our wedding Bible verses. So the first one, which was the one I picked out, is absolutely one of my favorites. It's Ephesians 3.20. Are we surprised? No, (laughs) but it's now all glory to God who is able through his mighty power at work within us to accomplish infinitely more than we might ask or think. And then the Bible verse that Aaron picked out was Psalm 143 verse 8. Let the morning bring me word of your unfailing love, for I have put my trust in you. Show me the way I should go, for to you I entrust my life. And I think that second verse, that Psalms one, is just a great way to also think about giving our worries and our stresses to God. I put my trust in you. Show me the way I should go, for to you I entrust my life. When we lay our life down, our decisions down, our path down to God every single day and let Him guide us, there's just something so peaceful about surrendering these worries to Him. And so we'll talk, chat about that more a little bit, but I love that verse. So those are the two verses of the week. For the quote of the week is one that one of my cousins has told me a lot in recent years. And she says, everything is figureoutable. No matter what we're going through, there's always a way to figure it out. Even if it's really bad, kind of bad, or really good. Everything is figureoutable. We can always figure out a next step, a next choice, a next decision. And so if you're in a situation where you're feeling really overcome with a traumatic experience or maybe a loss of a loved one, or maybe you're just having intrusive thoughts that don't make sense. No matter what, everything is figureoutable. It is. And that's the quote of the week because that is something I've reminded myself so much, especially through my most anxious of times. Very helpful. Um, And now talking about the God's Got You moment of the week. Uh, My God's Got You moment really of the last month is getting married. Uh, My honeymoon, married life. Uh, Aaron and I will have our three-year 
anniversary of being together uh, this March 2023. And so we've been together for almost three years, and I am so grateful that we're now married. We got engaged last Christmas 2021, and we got married December 29th, 2022. So we were engaged for a year, and it was just so fun to plan it all, to have everyone come together, you know, around the holiday season, have our friends and family all together for the wedding, and it was just the most magical day. And I know everyone says that your wedding day is the best day of your life but on the actual day I just every moment was so special and all of our friends and family coming together to celebrate us and having God there in the center of it all and just saying my vows and my promises to Aaron and hearing his vows and promises to me was so special obviously it's it's your wedding day but It was amazing. So that's definitely my God's got you moment. The honeymoon was also very special. We went to Hawaii and we relaxed. We went on a hike. We went zip lining. We were at the beach. We explored. I was quite sick for most of the days on the honeymoon, but I'm not surprised because after planning a wedding and having that much intensity in planning, I could see why I could be, you know, burned out, but it was still super fun even though I was sick and what better place to be sick than on the beach. But it was also special. And now married life, just getting to wake up next to Aaron and have a routine with him and go to bed next to him and just host friends at our place together and being able to just share a family, our cute small two-person family plus our cat Levi together and then spending time with our parents and siblings. It's just all so special and I love being married to him. And so that's definitely the God's got you moment. We're very grateful to be married and we're excited just to see what God has in store for the rest of our lives together. So if you have a God's Got You moment that you want to share, and if you want it to be shared on the podcast, please share it with me, either on uh, either sending me a DM or shooting me an email, either one, and I would gladly share it on the upcoming podcast episode so we could all share how God is working in our lives because it's, I think it's really inspiring and encouraging to hear all the good parts and the highs about our lives. Of course, it's great to bond over the lows, but it's really encouraging to hear just how much God's working each and every week. So now we're going to talk about the three things to remind yourself when you're feeling anxious. I'm going to list the first three and then we'll dive in to each one. All right, we just took a pause. I am now recording in a different room. Uh, My place where I record is the same room that Aaron's office is in at our apartment. And we actually have it set up. So half is a podcast recording and video recording studio for myself and then the other side is Aaron's office and it's a Sunday afternoon right now so Aaron's kind of organizing his office setup. Um, So now I'm recording in a different room but a little intermission. Fun fact though if you guys want to hear or watch um, a podcast and YouTube videos about finance topics I also host another podcast called the financial wealth and health podcast you could look it up by just typing Isabel Rothy in either Apple or Spotify podcast or on YouTube and you'll be able to find it so if you want to hear some finance topics check it out and it's in the home studio where I record those podcasts and YouTube videos so fun fact but back to uh, the three things to remind yourself when you're feeling a little anxious the first one is to remember that life is still good even in the gray. The second thing to remind yourself is that you won't feel like this forever. And then the third thing is you could use what you're going through to help someone else someday. All right, number one, life is good even in the gray. Now, I'm not talking about gray as in being gloomy or sad. I'm talking about it as not 
needing to be perfect to be beautiful. I think a lot of times people who are really anxious think about life in black or white. It's either all good or all bad. It's all or it's nothing. But a lot of what happens in life is kind of the gray area. A lot of the decisions we make, we're not exactly sure what exact route to take. And that's why we have to depend on God because a lot of decisions in life we don't really know. So we need to depend on his direction to navigate the gray areas. But this idea of looking at life more in being okay with the gray is something my cousin has always taught me and that life isn't perfect and there's no clear path usually to a lot of things that happen. But just because life isn't perfect doesn't mean it's not beautiful and special. And so it's okay to feel comfortable sometimes when you're faced with decisions where there's not a clear path either way. You have to learn to trust yourself, trust your intuition, and listen to God to know when to make the right decision when the path isn't super clear. And when we're talking about the idea of life being gray, not black and white, life is not going to be amazing every single day and it's not going to be extremely hard every single day. It's going to be a balance of both and no one's life is perfect. No one is going to escape worries or anxiousness. Everyone's going to struggle with it in some way so we need to learn how to deal with it, how to live in the gray areas and choose joy and choose God's love and direction every single day. Now, just to clarify, I'm not talking about the idea of black versus white versus gray in the idea of morality and what is a moral decision to make. I'm more talking about it in the way of thinking in black and white perfectionism. So just to clarify that, because obviously there's if you're a Christian, there's different things you believe that are very much right and very much wrong. So we're not really talking about the moral type of gray versus black versus white. We're actually talking about balancing perfectionism and knowing that black and white thinking is not super healthy and it's not super realistic. Now, I want to share a article from the Harvard Business Review, and it talks about managing anxiety as a business leader. The article is called Leading Through Anxiety, Inspiring Others When You're Struggling Yourself, and it's by Maura Ahrens Mele. And a great section from this article reads, So anxiety isn't useless. In an economic crisis, the anxiety that keeps us up at night may help us fathom a solution to keeping our businesses open. But left unchecked, anxiety distracts us, zaps our energy, and drives us to make poor decisions. Anxiety is a powerful enemy, so we must make it our partner. Whether you have a diagnosed anxiety disorder or are having your first dance with this intense emotion, you could still be an effective leader. But I'll be blunt, if you don't look your anxiety in the face at some point, it will take you down. This isn't easy, but doing it will change your life and your ability to lead others for the better. So today, in this especially anxious moment, let's begin. The first stage is learning to identify your anxiety, how it manifests itself and how it feels. The second stage is taking action to manage it both day-to-day and in challenging moments. The third stage entails making smart decisions and leading others in anxious times. Finally, the fourth stage involves building a support infrastructure to help you manage your anxiety over the long term. Now, the reason I share this article is it's a great way to kind of navigate living in the gray. We know life is not perfect. It's not going to be black or white with very clear decisions. We're going to have to lean on God for direction and for his strength every single day and navigate through those gray areas. So with all that in mind, how can we navigate this anxiousness which causes life to be gray sometimes? Well, first we could realize is that anxiety can be a partner. 
When you're anxious about something and you're worried about something, that means you really care about it and it's really important to you. So let's just say I'm anxious about the health of my family or I'm worried about having stability in my finances. I think those are common things that we all worry about, even if all of that is great and everyone's healthy and we have stability in our finances. Sometimes it's things that we will always worry about a little bit. Well, that means that you care about your family and you care about stability. And that's not a bad thing. Sometimes anxiety could show us where our priorities are at in life and what we really care about. And you can use your anxiousness to be effectively organized and detail-oriented. Because we worry about things we care about, we're going to set up systems in our life and focus time and attention on certain areas to make sure that things are lined up, that everything is okay. So for example, if you're worried about the health of your family, and let's say you're a mom and you're taking care of your family, you're going to keep things organized so that your family eats healthy, exercises well, goes to bed, drinks water, It may be something that causes you anxiousness, but you're going to set up your life so that you could care about the health of your family. Same with finances. Let's say that's something that's important to you. And if you didn't take care about it, you would worry about it. So you're going to set up a budgeting system. You're going to set up a saving system. You're going to set up an investing system. So anxiety can help you be organized and detail oriented. And so really at the end of the day, anxiety is not always an enemy. It actually can be a partner. The second way I think it's good to navigate through the gray areas of life that is caused by worry is by figuring out what infrastructure you need to build to manage your anxiety effectively. Now, over my life, I've had probably three or four times where my anxiousness was really, really intense and they lasted for one to two years each. And so I know that doesn't sound like a a long time in the grand scheme of life, but when you're going through intense anxiousness every single day for one to two years at a time that's kind of hard and what I've realized especially in my adult life is the different infrastructure to build for myself that helps me manage this anxiety day to day and a few about I guess it'll be two years in March was when I got really worried and had a lot of anxiousness and intrusive thoughts and over the last two years I've learned to manage it very well to the point where it's it's not as hard anymore and so while you're trying to figure out how to manage anxiousness if you're really going through it right now is to develop an infrastructure to help you get through it when you have really bad days and to also help you not have as much anxiousness and worries so that you can have good days and so in this section of the podcast I'm going to share a couple parts of my infrastructure that has helped me so much to manage uh, the anxiousness and worries that have affected me as an adult. So one thing that really helps me is to write out my worries and do an analysis on my worries. So kind of playing devil's advocate, writing down what I know to be true, what I think is false, and making different decision scales. Writing it out helps me so much and I kind of take that analytical approach, which helps take the emotion out. And of course, you do need to deal with your emotions healthily and figure out which ones to believe and which ones not to believe but at least for my mind I'm definitely a numbers person and very logic based so writing it out and navigating my emotions by having the lens of logic through writing out the emotions and figuring out what's true what's not what's worth my time what's not worth my time helps immensely and writing things down has actually helped me trust my intuition and solve my own problems to the point where I don't have to write down every intrusive thought or every worry anymore. 
I've written them down so much in the past and have done my analysis on them so much that now a lot of them I could just kind of check off in my brain and not give as much time and attention to them. So if you are more of the analytical numbers type of person and you're not used to really figuring out how to manage a lot of emotions, writing it down and kind of taking that analytical approach helps you take care of it efficiently and you're still addressing your emotions, which is important to do so. Another part of my personal anxiety infrastructure is to pray a prayer to God about how I let something go. So what I like to tell God is I say, hey God, I have this thing I'm worried about. I'm trying to trust my intuition to let it go. So I'm going to let it go. I'm not going to worry about it. But if this is actually something you want me to worry about and to think about more, please bring it back up in my head. But right now I'm just going to let it go. And I trust that you will bring it up if it's important to do so. If it's not important to bring back in my mind, please help me keep letting it go. And that prayer, I pray all the time. And God helps so much. And that's a full surrender to him. If you have an intrusive thought or something you're worrying about that you literally cannot control, asking God to bring it up in your mind, if it's his will for you to bring it up, helps so much. Because then you could let it go. You could try not to think about it. But if you start thinking about it again and you feel like it's from God, that's when you can address it further. Because we get so many intrusive thoughts in our brains every day. And I can't remember the exact number. Uh, Let me actually look it up really quick how many intrusive thoughts we have each day. All right. I found the statistic after a couple of Google searches. So one of my favorite books about anxiety, and I think everyone should read it, is called Winning the War in Your Mind by Craig Groeschel. And he shares this statistic, and it says that every single day we're bombarded by about 500 unintentional and intrusive thoughts each day. And then Craig says in his book that each thought lasts about 14 seconds long. So if we do the math, that's almost two hours a day of thoughts that we do not want to think. All right, so that's a lot of intrusive thoughts. And that's a lot of thoughts to figure out, is this something I should actually worry about? Or is this just a thought that went into my head and I should let it go? And so to go back to the prayer that I prayed to God about if I should let it go or not, that has helped me so much to navigate all of those 500 intrusive thoughts that we get every single day. All right, the third part of my infrastructure is having replacement thoughts. This is something that, once again, my cousin, who helps me so much with a lot of this stuff, she has told me, Anytime you get a thought that you don't want, if it's the same type of theme, maybe it's fearing about your family's health, or maybe it's fearing about the loss of a job, or maybe you're having fear about a relationship you're in, I don't know, whatever you're fearful of, anytime you have that fearful thought, replace it with a thought that you know to be true, and that you know to be joyful, and that you know will cheer you up. So maybe it's God loves me no matter what, or my job helps me help people, or I'm living my purpose each day or my husband loves me and cherishes me no matter what or Jesus is my companion no matter what. Whatever great truth that you know to be true and that will bring you joy and that will help you replace your anxious thought with that true and joyful thought and that is a great way to stop the anxious spiral that you may go into every time you have a certain type of thought that goes with your anxious theme And it directs your spiral into something that lifts you up. And so replacement thoughts help so much. They've helped me so much and I think they will help anyone a lot. The fourth part of my infrastructure is having basic routines that ground me. For me, I know that if I have time with God every single day, if I'm able to get some sort of exercise or movement or workout in, that helps me physically and mentally. And then having a clean space, whether it's just 
having my bathroom clean or having my desk clean or organizing my food in the fridge, just some sort of aspect of a clean space. All those three things help me so much. And just having a basic routine. It does not have to be perfect. The whole house doesn't have to be clean. I don't have to have a two-hour Bible study routine. I don't have to have the perfect workout. As long as I have a couple elements of God time, time for myself, and a clean space, just a little bit helps me ground me. And that gives me a good stable foundation to handle all the other things that come into your day. Especially as you grow older, you have more responsibilities with each stage of life. Having a little bit of time to have your routine with God and for yourself is so helpful. Another part of my uh, anxiety infrastructure is by going to counseling. I've been going to counseling, I believe, I think it'll be two years in June. I'm trying to remember if I'm remembering right. I've been going for over a year and actually I'm just switching counselors now because my counselor is moving so I'll be going to a new counselor. Uh, I'll be praying that I find one that I click with really well but going to counseling has helped me so much. Being able to write down a list of things that you're worried about and then just sharing them with someone who is kind. I go to a Christian counselor so someone who has the same faith as me. Someone who's confidential. You could just share these thoughts talk about them, figure them out, and then let them go. It is amazing. And of course, it is important to have God as your number one when it comes to dealing with anxious thoughts, but also being able to talk to someone who has the same faith as you and who God has given gifts to that person to help you, that's a game changer. And so if you're able to afford counseling and go to counseling, I usually do it over Zoom or, you know, telehealth or whatever, If you have the ability to go to counseling, I really encourage you. And if it's a squeeze when it comes to money, perhaps look into if your church offers free counseling or if you could lean on a mentor or a family member or a friend to meet with, you know, once a month to talk to and making sure they're confidential and have the same faith as you. That could be so monumental in your anxiety infrastructure and by managing a lot of your worries. Also, too, if you go to college, a lot of colleges now offer free monthly counseling sessions at their health centers. So take a look into that. But I highly suggest counseling. It's one of the biggest things that have helped me. And I I couldn't speak w- about it more highly. So I, I definitely would include it in your um, anxiety infrastructure if, if you're able to. And then the last thing that has helped me, which is very similar to talking with a counselor, but it's talking to uh, my mentor. I I won't share her name on here because I like to keep things confidential, but having someone you could talk to that maybe is a family member or a friend who's not just a counselor, but also someone you know a little deeper can help you so much because they know a lot of different aspects of your life, probably more than your counselor knows when it comes to the real life. You know them, they know you, you see them a lot, you hang out with them with your friends and family. Having that person to talk to when you when you need to talk to them and when you need advice from someone in your life, that has helped so much. So if you're able to have a counselor and a mentor, one or the other, anyone else just to talk to is really important because there's some things that you think that are so true or some worries that you focus on so much. And the second you say them out loud to someone, they could help you figure out, hey, that's not actually a big deal. You don't need to worry about that. Or maybe that's something you actually should think about and worry about. Having having that outside source that, that is different than your own thoughts really can make such a difference in your mental health. 
So now we're done with point one, uh, all about realizing that life is good even in the gray. And now we're going to talk about the second thing to remind yourself when feeling anxious is you will not feel like this forever. There's a saying that my grandma Joyce always said, and she said, this too shall pass. And my dad actually has that written on a note in front of his computer. And he's a financial advisor, just like I am. And as you know, in the market and everything with economics could be pretty stressful at times. So he has that written on his little note card on his computer. And I'm sure he reads it all the time when he's doing his research. But understanding that the feeling that you have now won't last forever. And that's not just applied to good feelings or excuse me, that's not just applied to bad feelings, that's applied to good feelings. The moment you have right now will not last forever. So you should either enjoy it while you can or realize that you will get through it and there will be a day when you feel better. And that all has to do with having perspective. You just have to keep going each day and choose at least one thing that brings you joy and helps you focus on something other than the anxiety. Because there's some days when you're worried and it's just going to be terrible. Whether it's an intrusive thought or something really tragic happens or maybe you're feeling hormonal and you're feeling agitated. However you're feeling, there's some days that will be awful. You may feel sick to your stomach or like you have a racing heart or you feel like it's so hard to concentrate on your work. But let me tell you, it will not feel like this forever. Now, as I said earlier, I was sick on my honeymoon and I was so sick that there was a part of me that forgot what it felt like to not be sick. I just remember that I had a sore throat, a runny nose, body chills, a fever, and yes, the wedding and the honeymoon were the best two weeks of my life, but I was still so sick, and I just thought, I wonder, I can't even remember what it felt like to not be sick, and then before I knew it, I just started feeling better because I accepted that I was sick, and I accepted that I was still going to have an amazing time, and then I just accepted it and had an amazing time, and then before I knew it, I was better. That's kind of how it is with anxiety. You're going to feel terrible and it's sometimes going to be hard to just focus each day. Then you realize, okay, this is how it is. It will get better. I accept it. And then before you know it, you realize that each day is getting better and better. And then you're going to be back to feeling very mentally healthy. So understanding that, accepting where you're at and choosing to enjoy the moment, enjoying the good in the gray, that can really help you. That's helped me so much because Life's not perfect. You're not going to feel 100% all the time. Sometimes you just have to accept that life is hard. We live in a world that has sadness and sin. We live in a fallen world. And that's how it is. And just choosing to love God and love others is sometimes the biggest thing you could focus on to try not to focus on the worries. So the third thing to remind yourself to kind of wrap up this episode is understand that you could use what you're going through to help someone else someday. There's so many things I've struggled with in my life from being a teenager and a young adult to now still being a young adult, but kind of entering my mid-20s here pretty soon. I've struggled with, you know, awkwardness, self-confidence, struggling how to have conversations and make friends. You know, that middle school, high school, that could be kind of hard. Different things where I've struggled with relationships, whether it's friendships or romantic relationships. And all the things I've gone through as, you know, a teenager, a young adult, now a kind of young professional, I'm able to use everything that I've gone through to help others. And what I'll go through now in this stage of my life, in the next couple years, I'll understand how to navigate that and then I'll use those situations to help others down the road. And there's so many people that I've leaned on that they shared their experiences and because they went through what they went through, they're able to share advice with me. I'm able to use that in my stage of life. But if 
my mentors didn't go through those hard times, they probably couldn't help me. And it's the same with the people that I give advice to and I mentor. So it's this kind of beautiful slash sad circle of life where we're all going to go through things, but we could use the life lessons we learn about to help other people. And that's something that I want you to remind yourself. The next time you go through something hard, think about how this hard time in your life can be used for good to give advice to someone else in the future. And a challenge I want to give myself the next time I go through a really anxious or worrisome time is instead of focusing on the feeling of fear and worry, instead I want to focus on what I'm learning in the moment and what specific life lessons I could give to people. I find that if we focus more on the learning aspect and less on the fear aspect, that could help us a lot too. So I hope that these three things to remind yourself when you're feeling anxious helped you. And for my cousin out there that I created this episode for, I hope it helps you as well in all aspects of your life now and in the future. And girl, if you are going through anything, please know that God will give you peace. There are a lot of ups in life, but there are a lot of downs. And no matter what, God is with you and will be your companion and is listening to you and loves you no matter what. So please don't forget that. So girl, I hope you have a great week. Thank you so much for listening to this podcast episode. If you have any podcast episode suggestions or ideas, please send them to me. And never forget that girl, God's got you.